Genesis chapter 23, verse 1. And the life of Sarah was 107 and 20 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. So she lived 127 years. Now I had said something wrong in one of the earlier chapters before the flood. There was a verse that said that God had decided that man would only live for 120 more years. And so I wrongly said that from that time on, men only could live for 120 years, which isn't true because after the flood, you still see people living longer than 120 years. And here Sarah is an example. She lived until she was 127. So what God was really saying was in a hundred and twenty years, I will send the flood. So what he meant was in a hundred and twenty years, he was going to wipe out everybody on the planet except for Noah's family. He wasn't saying that no one could ever live over a hundred and twenty. So I just wanted to correct that. Two, and Sarah died in Kiratharba. The name is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Now remember, Canaan will later become the land of Israel. So Sarah died in Israel, in what we today call Israel. 3. And Abraham rose up from before his dead and spoke unto the children of Heth, saying, So the family of Heth. 4. I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. 5. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, 6. Hear us, my lord, thou art a mighty prince among us, in the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. So Abraham is asking for a burial place for his family, and they're saying, take one of ours, take one of our sepulchres. You're, you're a mighty prince, we would never deny you anything. 7. And Abraham rose up and bowed down to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. 8. And he spoke with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and entreat for me to Ephron, the son of Zoar. So now he's picking out a particular person in the family of Heth, and it's Ephron, the son of Zoar. 9. That he may give me the cave of Mechpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field. For the full price, let him give it to me in the midst of you for a possession of a burying place. So all of this, all of these people are witnesses. So Abraham's saying in front of all these witnesses, which is the, fam- the whole family of Heth, let me buy the field um, of Mechpelah from Ephron, the son of Zoar, the guy who owns it. Let me buy that field so I can bury my people in the cave in that field. 10. Now Ephron was sitting in the midst of the children of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of his city, saying, and again, here's another example of business transactions taking place at the city gate. This is where often goods would be sold, and this is where business transactions and contracts would take place, including wedding engagements. All the important stuff, the the town gate was like the courthouse of the city, and anything legal happened there. So now Ephron is going to speak. 11. Nay, my lord, which means no, my lord, hear me. The field give I thee, and the cave that is therein, I give it thee. In the presence of the sons of my people give I it thee. Bury thy dead. So Ephron is saying, take it for free. It's yours. I give it to you as a gift. Remember, Abraham is the same man who wouldn't take anything from any man 
he refused to take money from the king of Sodom. And he still is going to live according to that principle that all of his wealth is only got by God and no one else, that he doesn't take anything from people. Do you and I have that same kind of faith that we trust God to meet all of our needs and that we don't beg people for things? You know, you don't have to beg for money to have a ministry. You can run a ministry for free. Or God will provide, if you do need money, God will provide the money. You don't have to ask for anything. God will always provide. You don't have to ask your neighbor for bread if you're hungry. Just pray to God. Pray to Jesus. He, he will bring you bread when you're hungry. So Abraham always trusts the Lord. He never lets people help him out. He always trusts the Lord to help him. Now, I'm not saying that if somebody tries to help you, you shouldn't let them. But this is a principle that Abraham lives by. But I am saying that we should definitely trust the Lord and not try to beg things off of people. 12. And Abraham bowed down before the people of the land. 13. And he spoke unto Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land, saying, But if thou wilt, I pray thee, hear me. I will give the price of the field, take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. So Abraham is insisting, no, I want to buy it. I don't want it as a gift. 14. And Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, 15. My Lord, hearken unto me, a piece of land worth four hundred shekels of silver. What is that betwixt me and thee? Bury therefore thy dead. So Ephron is saying, well, I don't want to offend you. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. If you want to pay for it, go ahead, take it. 16. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephron, and Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver, which he had named in the hearing of the children of Seth, 400 shekels of silver, current money, with the merchant. So the whole town is witnessing. And this is one of the reasons why everything happens at the city gate, because everybody can witness it together. So he's weighing out the silver in front of everybody so they can all count it together and know that he paid the correct price. 17. So the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field, and the cave which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field, that were in all the border thereof round about, were made sure. So Abraham has bought not only the cave, but also the field and the trees of Mamre that are on that field. This is the same area that Abraham had been camping out on with the children of Mamre. And now he owns the land that he and those people were camping on. Now, when he camped on it, it was their land, but now he owns it. You see how God has given Abraham a possession that belonged to strangers. And he, as a stranger in a strange land, but it, but it is his ultimately. God's given him the land, but he's still considered a stranger he now owns the same place that he camped on. God is very beautiful. You will own and possess the things that God wants you to own and possess by his, by his power. 18. Unto Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Heth before all that went in at the gate of his city. 19. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. This cave exists today. This spot exists today, and it's in Israel. 20. And the field and the cave that is therein were made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place by the children of Heth. And that concludes Genesis chapter 23.